Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. I don't know. Um, how have you been? No comment. No comment. Okay. Why is that? Um, it's too much to get into. It's been an intense last two weeks. You know, what is it? Mercury is entering retrograde. We're in the shadow period. What does that mean? A lot of miscommunication, a lot of like contracts falling through, deals falling through, travel plans falling through. You're not supposed to sign new contracts, leases or anything during Mercury retrograde. And we're in the shadow. So like, you're good, but it's a lot of like, it's weird because during these seasons, I always find a new job or enter into some new friendship relationship situation. Mm-hmm. They're not really that bad for me, but I, I have felt very like spooky this past two weeks. Thanksgiving break specifically, I felt crazy. Same. Um, I feel. I feel like there's definitely been a lot of miscommunication. Mm. And I'm doing this new thing where I'm just, like, trying to, like, self-conserve and not engage as much. I don't really know how to do that because I'm so extroverted. I love being around people. And I love talking to my friends. And, yeah, in the last few days, I've done less of that. I feel like you're the only person I've talked to, actually, in the last... I don't think that's healthy. Why? I don't think I should be the only I, It person. is healthy because our conversations are so fucking crazy. That's why I'm like, I don't think I should be the we only person We should actually quote some of our texts. We've had some insane I'm down, texts. I'm down for that. But okay. like, that's why I'm like, I don't think that you should ever. She's like, oh, I've only been talking to Malik. <laughs> like, no. Like, isolate, self-isolating and only talking to Malik. Will what radicalize do you, th- you. I feel like you've radicalized me. Yeah. A little bit. I was texting you some crazy, this yeah, different phone, but let's, like, let's, let's look, let's get into it. I'm down. In the meantime, in the meantime, mm. something that I think I'm realizing we talked about it on the way over here is just like, and not to be corny, like know your worth, but over the break, I was really tired and I was just like, oh, Malik, you're like burning out again. Like you're going too hard. You're doing too much. And my mom has a phrase, she calls it majoring in minors, where it's like you do the most for the least, basically. Like you put all your attention into <laughs> things that do not matter that much. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I had a come to Jesus moment where I was like, yeah, I cannot continue to like put all of my eggs in one basket, so to speak, or all of my energy into this one area of my life because it's just not going to pay off. And it never does. I was like, it's not going to pay off for me in the way that I think. And I think that's why I was like, because we were texting each other like, oh, rotting in bed right now. Yeah. And I was like, I was literally rotting in bed like for four days. Because we didn't have traditional Thanksgiving plans Mm -hmm. where we were with our families or anything. I'm not big on like holidays outside of birthdays. I love celebrating people's birthdays. Holidays, I think it's because I've spent so many of them alone Mm -hmm. that I'm just like, it might be a a PTSD type thing where I'm like, (laughs) I don't know how I would interact with other people on a holiday where there's an expectation, excuse me, to do holiday activities. Mm Mm-hmm. It makes me uncomfortable a little bit when people are like, oh, Friendsgiving, da, da, da. I'm like, I wouldn't. I'd never go. I think 
Friendsgivings are awkward. Mm-hmm. It's always an odd combination of people. The leftovers. Are, the leftovers. It's like people extra who are hardly sad. Friends a lot of the time. Exactly. It's like extra sad. Like y'all don't even, <laughs> y'all, y'all don't even fuck with each other. And your family don't your fuck family with you. Don't fuck with you either. Um. Oh. I I had the option to third wheel. Ioni and Ben and I didn't because I feel like I just felt like it was just so shameful. I'm like, these people are trying to be with their family and and then there's this random African girl. At the dinner table vibing. It's just like, hey y'all. What is what did they say in Mean Girls Jumbo? <laughs> Jumbo. Jumbo. <laughs> Yo. Um, so yes, I I was rotting in bed too. Fab. We kept checking in, like rotting in bed? Question mark. Rotting in bed. That's the vibe. I literally did not get out of bed except to get my like DoorDash and Uber Eats, and then I would go right back to bed. And then the next day, I'd be like, "All right, let's like go to the gym today." It opens at eight. I would wait. I wake up early. I'm up at five. Fall back asleep again at seven, and we'll be, be awake in bed and out of bed at, by nine. When I'm in bed, I'm, like, on my laptop doing my Malik things, like, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I'll be out the door. No. I was, like, literally, like, in and out of consciousness in bed. I was watching that freaky show to fellow travelers. <laughs> what is that? Oh, my God. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. We're going to get into uh, – that's its own segment. Let's read the text <laughs> messages because I want to see what Okay, text we said so much shit. Hold on. I just feel like we may not be able to say all this stuff because we were also talking shit about people. That's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. okay. We can bleep it up. (laughs) Beep, beep, beep. I wonder what we can even share from here, to be honest. It's so crazy. Okay. It's all so unhinged. I don't know what we can even talk about. And the go powerful GoFundMe scam. This is like the powerful GoFundMe. I feel like that's that's where it started. When you sent me the GoFundMe, how did what was going through your mind? Okay, so context. Mm -hmm. There is some GoFundMe sorcery afoot. Of course, (laughs) witchcraft. So basically, this person made a GoFundMe. And I hate that I'm laughing. It's fraudulent. It's a very fraudulent GoFundMe. That's why it's funny. Um, where they are asking their community for help. And of course, it always opens up with a whole spiel on their identity and all of the axes of oppression mm-hmm. happening at once. It's literally. And um, it's just so, it's just embarrassing. I feel like the part that gagged me is, this person said that they are dealing with a heart condition. <laughs> yes. And in the same and that that has left them unable to work, but is asking for 25 bands <laughs> to move to like Berlin to work. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Have you guys seen that movie? Um it's called fuck, it's called Something Sick. And it's from a. Uh, it's from sick of, a, myself. sick of myself. What's that about? It's about a girl who takes this discontinued drug. At she's she's got like n- narcissistic malingerer kind of vibes, and she's like, "This will give me attention." And she's sort of in competition with her artist boyfriend, and. That's the vibe that GoFundMe, that this particular GoFundMe gave. It gave Malingerer. Like she, oops, should we say the gender? <laughs> I feel like who cares? Um, The thing about this one that you sent in particular is just like, it's the brashness. <laughs> I've literally managed GoFundMes before. I did a GoFundMe campaign for this. Let's get into it. So I did a GoFundMe campaign for this guy named Alexi. He runs this bar called Alibi Lounge in uh, New York. Last Black-owned gay bar in New York City. He couldn't raise shit by himself. He had, like, after two months, this was at the height of the pandemic, only had, like, 6000 After 24 hours of working with the doll, he had 75000 in that GoFundMe account. After three months, he had half a million dollars. 
because <gasps> I managed that offer him. Do you know how much this black bastard <laughs> paid me for my hard work? $5,000. People get greedy when they touch that GoFundMe money. They get real spooky. <laughs> and I'm like, you wouldn't have even had this if I hadn't put my Midas touch on you. This was a disgusting individual. Let me tell you something, Safi. These legitimacuas, <laughs> the LGBTQIAs, babe, because I'd be telling Safi, like, leave those people alone. <laughs> and I just have to be so honest. Malik, like, doesn't want me to have any LGBTQ no friends, friends. outside I, of him. I texted Safi and I said it and I'm going to say it again. I said, because what did you, what was the text about queerness? Find the queerness text. But I, don't say I, the first one. I already started. I went all the way up to like where the, the shit starts. Yeah, Look at this shit. Yeah, because I'm just like I, having, I have wasted so much of my life like trying to be in community with quote unquote queer, gay, LGBTQIA, the human rights cam campaign type people. <laughs> and it's wasted years of my life. And it's always the same thing. People that are like stunted socially, stunted emotionally, all that queer housing bullshit. Neurodivergent. Community. They're not even neurodivergent. You're just nasty. <laughs> You're just nasty and lazy. <laughs> if you got out of bed and drank water and stopped putting these toxic chemicals in your hair to like diet these freakish colors and stop taking fucking drugs until 4 in the a.m., you would be neurovergent, whatever the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> neurotypical. neurotypical neurotypical yes you would be neurotypical i would be neurodivergent too if i was popping perks at four in the morning and waiting on it waiting on people to come knock on my door and fuck me in my rectum i'd be fucking neurodivergent as well it's disgusting and, and it's always it's always an oh excuse God. it's always an excuse and i told safi i said safi queerness is gaza Queerness is Rwanda. It is. Queerness is 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 literally a prison, a matrix. It's, queerness is Chernobyl. It literally, <laughs> it's a matrix. It's a prison. It is it's a system of oppression that people willingly opt into. You're not born queer. Period. You're not. That you I feel like your sexuality is intrinsic to you. You can be born homosexual, but all the other things that attach themselves to that and political identity, it's not real. Same like how blackness isn't real. It's a matrix that we just navigate within. Identity is a fiction. Amen. And it's a terrible one. Okay. So, so no queer friends for you. No. And I would know because that's literally like my people. <laughs> hey, uh, you know, you said it, not I me. I said it, and I'll stand on it. What I will say is Safi is in an interesting situation, one that I have found myself in multiple times where my habitat is not for humanity. <laughs> you understand? You understand? Oh, my God. And I just, I just feel like I feel a lot of sympathy for my sister. And I know that one day we will be able to fully address the situation. But what I will say is, Moving across the country takes balls. You know what I'm saying? And you are not the only person to have moved to Los Angeles, California specifically, and gone through what you're going through, the shifts, the shakeups, the dating, the moving, the starting a podcast, da 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 It's not foreign, but it is real and it is an intense experience. Yeah. And so to put it on a high note, like, I think that if people really saw how you were moving right now and like on it, they'd, they'd really fuck with you. Oh, thank you. I'm reading this now and it says like... Every time Safi texts me about a man, I tell her that it's haram. Yeah. Because I'm just like, you should not care this much about a man that's not your husband. It's, it's disdainful. It's, it's true. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think when you were bringing up your mom saying majoring in minors, mm -hmm. that's literally my dating life. Mm -hmm. Oh my God! What is this about? No, 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 no. Who's that? No, about? who's that about? Wolf Blitzer. Oh. Don't read it. We have Please. to fucking read this. Okay, okay. No, <laughs> Please. I want to read it. Please do not okay. do me like this. Well, Wolf no Blitzer goes to the Soul Train Awards every year. Did that, you know that? 
these texts are crazy. These like, I'm telling you, crazy. we were fucking rotting in bed, just going back and forth. We kept being like, basically, it's ops giving because we were talking about the GoFundMes the GoFundMe of the scams. ops and stuff. Um, I just see so many of them where I had a friend that I fell out with. And the whole time that we were friends, and this is the thing, like when, and I've stopped doing it, but I would let people live with me. I would loan people money. I would do all of this like extra shit to prove that I'm like a The Malik College Fund. Literally like a good friend. (laughs) And what blew my mind was, it's almost like the more you do that, the more people resent you, which is what I'm learning. So I've tapered off of it. And I'm just like, I can help a little bit. But at a certain point, it's just like, no one's doing this for me, though. Fine. This friend literally had certain sensitive information that he did not want out there. Part of the dissolution of our friendship was he alleged that I was making fun of him for this situation, which I would never do. You know what I mean? It's not my M.O. We all knew it was Cap. And I was like, you're a loser-ass bitch for this. Because you're just pulling things (laughs) out of you. I I do feel like there's a correlation between the people who do these GoFundMes where they're being extremely fraudulent. And faux vulnerable. And exactly, and and very identitarian and sort of fishing for sympathy because mm. they're from a marginalized identity. There's a correlation Are you between- really, though? There's a correlation between that and just fucking delusion. Like- I don't think these people are delusional at all. You think they they know they're lying. These are master artists. <laughs> Have you ever seen that Rachel Dolezal documentary? Yeah, the Netflix one. <laughs> she was like, I'm a master artist. <laughs> and, then she, <laughs> and then she's like, where she's literally putting on her wig. And she's like, and she says her new name. She's like, in catchy. Like that, they're in catchies. <laughs> they're in catchy diallos. And I love Rachel Dolezal. Rachel, come on the I podcast if too. you're listening. But like. You're an Nketchi. That's what I'm going to call him. Nketchi. You're an Nketchi. You're an Nketchi. <laughs> and you're catching everyone up in your web of lies. Yeah. I, yeah. I so. never see. And I'm literally like not even trying to be nasty. Everyone could use some bread. And I, I literally worked on a GoFundMe. I'm, I'm going to be real. I'm jealous of them. I'm but- not because I'm just like. The way that it will go viral in like the someone will post one and then five people will send it to you like, oh my God, bitch, look. I'm just like, it's (laughs) terrible. It's ugly. And it's literally goss. It's like, I don't know how to describe it. It would be like if I just started like doing hardcore gay porn. And you would just be like, Malik, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Like, just, I'd have to stop fucking with you. You know at what that I mean? Point. It would just be like, what's actually oh going on? It? And it's like, there's nothing wrong with gay porn, but it's just yeah. like, bitch, what are you doing? <laughs> you know? What are you like? If Safi, if you would, Safi, if you just turned up and started selling crack, I'd be like, Safi, I can't fuck with you. And it's like, I understand we all need bread. <laughs> like, you know, I feel you. <laughs> I feel you. We all need to pay our rent, but is this? Have you ever inhaled crack on the train? Real talk? Let me tell you. (laughs) I have secondhand. I've I've had secondhand meth on the LA train. And I told you I had to stop wearing white because people would walk up to me asking me if I had meth on the train. When I first, is that associated with math? I think so. I would have a white durag, white hat, white hoodie, white undershirt, white shorts. Why were you wearing that much stuff? white? Because I was trying to be pure. I was oh, tired yeah. of like the darkness your... in New York. It was my mm. rebirth. It was the rebirth. And era. it was a rebirth into methamphetamines. <laughs> I was just like, what the fuck is this? This is what <gasps> this is how you're approaching a young fly bitch, a representative of Christ on the train. Yeah, they were like, oh, you got. I was like, oh, what do you need, a lighter? You got, you got meth. What? Wait, they would just say meth? I, I would assume they there's like a street name for No, they literally, oh, you got, you got, you got, you got. Oh, and I'd be like, oh, what do you, what, what do you need? Oh, you got, da, da. sweetheart, I can't hear you. Oh, do you have meth? Whoa. Whoa, I got a cigarette for you, babe. And a lighter. I have a blick. I do not have that for you. But I mean, that's the same shit you run into on um, the apps. I, I saw. 
This isn't funny. This is a bad transition. But hmm. I saw like domestic violence on the train today. How is it domestic on the train? Sorry. I'm just like. Sorry. I I saw <laughs> violence. I saw um, I guess non-domestic violence um on the train in DV. Yeah. What happened? Uh, well, it was actually outside of the train. A woman was punching this man. And, and I was watching. I was just watching. Did you stand fascinated. up? Did you say anything? No, she was good. And she was punching him. Well, he hit her first, but she was beating him up. <laughs> and I, I watched. Everyone else watched from inside the train. It was happening right outside of it. I understand. Why did you tell me this? I don't know, because we were talking about the crack thing. And <laughs> oh my God. I'm, <laughs> I'm sure there was crack involved. <laughs> I'm sure. That's the only th- LA trains are easier to navigate than the crazier than New York. No, but the 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 activity <laughs> is paranormal because I'm just like, what is actually going on in LA for it to be this active? I last week. I was on the train. I was coming back from the gym. I told you I like to go to the DTLA gym. It's a nicer experience. It's chill. Bathrooms are better. The, the sauna is better. It's just a vibe. Mm-hmm. But you go from this very luxe experience that just feels like I'm in I'm in like a nice little section, like the yeah. Delta Sky Lounge. I'm like, oh, period. Yeah. This is what I deserve. Yeah. To the train. <laughs> now I'm on the train. I get on the train. I walk in. I usually keep my eyes low. And I look up because I just see this activity. <laughs> You feel me? And there was this woman, this blonde woman. I'm sure in another life she w- could have been a Renee Zellweger type person. A, a, <laughs> what a, a Kristen, what, a Kristen Cavalier. What she, a reference. She was Why very, Renee Zellweger? Because she was very stylish and had a pinched face. So I was just like, it was giving like, you know, okay. but in a nice, in an actress way. She had a nice blowout, Sophie, eyes rolling in the back of her head, drooling with like a bag of stuff and just shaking. And I was just like, if I was a child, you know what I mean? And I walked in and saw this, I would be gone for the rest of my life. Because I'm like, what the fuck is going on on the train? And people just walk in like it's oh so casual. I never experienced the type of, again, paranormal activity in New York that I've experienced on the trains here in L.A. I've seen a lot of like, you know, gang activity on New York trains and like street performances. Gang activity and street performance. It is what it is. I'm just like, it is what it is. But as far as like seeing actual like drug use (laughs) and like that kind of like, oh, it's getting a little too real. Didn't see any of that in New York. Zero percent. It does feel paranormal every time I'm on the train. I feel like Joan of Arcadia. That's real. Do you remember that show? Wasn't she like a modern day Joan of Arc? Yeah. It was that redheaded girl, right? No, I've, it was Amber Tamblin, and she has like dark brown hair or black hair. I'm maybe. thinking of the girl from Six Feet Under. It was I like, love the redhead from Six yeah, Feet Under. But it, that wasn't her? On no, not her. I fucking love her. Okay. Um, So Joan of Arcadia, everywhere she'd go, she was just seeing God, and it would be like a different person every time. Mm. And that's how I feel in LA. Like, I'm just like, I could just be like talking to God right now. No. <laughs> <laughs> that is not good. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. I do feel like eventually you're going to have to like get into Real Housewives of Potomac. I don't think that's true. I think it's true. Mm-hmm. 
I don't think I need to engage with those people. After a while, their faces start to look so, it's so sinister. There's something, there was a picture of Kim Kardashian, Cardi B, and Kris Jenner together. <laughs> and it's, and I was on mushrooms when I looked at it. And I was probably on a little bit of like Molly as well. And I was just, this was when I was in New York. And I was looking at the picture and I was just like, Malik, what the fuck is this? <laughs> And I was just, and I, and I, I think Chris and, and I swear, Kim and Cardi give that uncanny valley. I look. swear I could see through the filters. Oh my God. Cause I was just so gone. And I was like, these look like Teletubbies. Like, <laughs> what am I actually looking at? And it was making me angry because my eyes would see the regular image and then adjust and see all the edits. And I was just like, what is this? To this day, that picture freaks me out. I can't take it. So, like, seeing Nene Leaks with her, her, her chompers, uh-uh. I'm good. It's scary. I'm so curious. Mm. Did you? So, did you see the photo of, like, Portia Williams linking with Nene, linking with... And it's like, better all. call Portia. I saw it on social, and I scrolled right past it. <laughs> I saw it, and I didn't scroll past it. I saved it to my phone mm. because I love The Real Housewives. Turn up. And you know what? And this is very, very unpopular. This is an unpopular take. Okay. Portia is a controversial figure within the Real Housewives franchises because she lies and she's weird and she's very immature. But I love her. She's like one of my faves. And I love when I can root for someone that is not a good person. Portia (laughs) is pretty. She's yeah, she's that helps. She's very pretty. She's prettier than everyone on the Real Housewives. I like Kenya more outside of Real Besides Kenya. I like Kenya. Kenya's mother. She's my fave. And I like Marlo, and those are both Aquarians, so I'm just like, period. Yeah. You like Marlo? Yeah. Marlo's very fashionable. She is. And she's an Aquarius. But she's like so it's funny, we had that discussion last week about like BPD and CPTSD and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And obviously, and I didn't say it on that episode, but like BPD and CPTSD are comorbidities. comorbidities. That's one of my favorite words. I don't like that word. I love it. So that's why there's some overlap where it's like, why am I acting like I have BPD, but I don't have it? Because if I had it, then well, that's kind of shit like, would go left constantly. Yeah, but that's kind of like being a narcissist and then have having maladaptive narcissistic traits. It's like, oh, I, yes. I've been in environments with BPD people and I've taken on some of their to like yeah. social osmosis, but I don't have this disorder. Yes. And I think there's a lot of that. Um, and well, what I wanted to say is that Marlo has BPD. I think she's just an Aquarius. Oh, and I think people try her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're it's uh it's blind loyalty. I'm to always the blind Aquarians. loyal to loyal to an Aquarian. People misunderstand us and try to put things like BPD on us, and it's like I don't have BPD. <laughs> I just don't fuck with you. I don't have Marlo BPD. Marlo is so chaotic. I'm sure there's a lot of people. She, that, you know what she does? What? She, there's a scene from last season. Where she's on the phone with Drew in the back of a car mm-hmm. and she's like love bombing her essentially. And she's like, you, you're going to look amazing. You look amazing. Da, 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 da. And then as soon as she gets off the phone, she's like, fuck that bitch. Period. <laughs> Period. And I was like, what? Oh, who switches up that quickly? That doesn't even make sense. None of that coheres. That's me at work every day. I'm just, oh my God, I love working See, with you so I don't much. know. Malik, it's weird. Like, I love you. Mm-hmm. And you're like my exposure to Aquarians. But I, if that is what you guys are, are I don't like that. We are not the best people. I love <laughs> being an Aquarius and I love Aquarians. I understand us. I think Aquarians are so used to just being like considered outcasted and weird and that at a certain point when you're like grown it's like oh i don't give a fuck about anything fuck everybody i'm just having fun that's kind of like what i'm stepping into we never cared (laughs) i've if you saw like my text with noah from work it's like literally psychotic i should not be texting him that kind of stuff is it more psychotic than our conversation is he also an aquarian no noah is a pisces oh my sister's a pisces i love pisces men i don't like pisces women 
No. You would love my sister, though. I think she's has her shit together. That's she why. She does. I haven't met a Pisces woman that's, like, stable. And they always she's lash so out on, at me. Mm. Cancers, I just don't, I don't have a lot of water in my chart, so I don't like watery people. How did we get together? I have no fucking idea. Because I don't like cancers. No, <gasps> no shade. The truth comes out. I like you. I, t- I, I told you this. I'm like, I don't like. But I feel like I went through an audition process. It was like making the band. It was literally like making the band. I feel like one of them Danity Kane girls. Shout out to Danity Kane. Show Oh. I love Danity Kane. I fuck with Danity Kane. Fuck Diddy. Fuck Diddy. What? I'm I, I'm really interested in knowing why you don't like watery signs. I don't have water in my chart. I'm not really in a person that operates from an emotional place. The only emotion that I really have access to, if it if it gets there, is like rage. <laughs> so it's just like I don't like being emotional. Like I'm just being, I don't get like sad. I get very 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 angry. <laughs> And I'm just like, I'm either super chill or someone's fucking with me to the point where it's just like, now we're here. What are you going to do with it? Because it's not making me upset. So I am i can't relate to watery energy or people that are very in touch with their emotions because I'm either completely apathetic, frustrated, annoyed, or like rageful. Mm. This is, I will say... Recently in LA is the first time I've ever suppressed emotions. Mm. Um, I think that as I was a, when I was a kid, I was always like, I wouldn't say I was encouraged to feel all of my emotions. It's just that my parents didn't stop me from feeling them necessarily. So I do have an ability. A full to, range. I do have a full range. Like the seasons. Exactly, and I, I access all of them, especially like sadness, and I cry very easily. Mm. But recently, I. I've tapped into the apathy a little bit that you've been talking about. It's good to be apathetic. It is. It feels good. A lot of things don't deserve your energy, especially when things are done to kind of elicit a response. Mm -hmm. My response is like, this is so disgusting. (laughs) I don't don't like it. I'm very easy to like deal with when mistakes happen. Then I'm thrown off like, oh my God, okay, let's figure this out. Or little like, miscommunications Mm -hmm. those throw me off but just like strategic stuff and nonsense and bullshit and fuckery i'm just like this is don't have time for it i'm with you there i like the way you exist thank you i do i I can't say that i like the way that i exist i think there's way too much emotion i don't think there's anything wrong with you i think i'm a specific type of person and you are a specific type of person Mm mm-hmm Cause you're like I'm crying, and I was like, "It's good to cry." I haven't cried in like six months. I know. When you were talking about not being suppressed, I was not suppressed by family for being emotional. When I was younger, I would cry a lot, but then at school and as I developed, I was just like, "Oh, these people don't care about my emotions," so I stopped caring as well. And now I'm just like, in those moments where I'll like watch something sad and like feel a little something and start crying, it's like I literally hear a voice in my head that's like, tighten up, bitch. And I'm just like, oh. (laughs) (laughs) My family, whenever we're watching anything on television, Uh whether it's like a commercial, a movie, a show, and something emotional happens, or like even if it's like a musical cue Mm. that's like resonating, everyone looks over at me and just like (laughs) – Oh. starts laughing <laughs> because oh. they know I'm already bursting into tears. Can't relate. But I love that you have those moments with your family. They know you. They know me so well. And they love you. That's when I'm like, it's okay. I've been, um, a show that did make me kind of emotional, I've been watching this show called Fellow Travelers. We touched on it earlier. I am not gay, but I do like, I do like <laughs> gay media from a asexual perspective <laughs> and i was watching no, okay arlington exactly yeah and i was watching fellow travelers and it's so freaky and like there's can you unpack it i don't even know i haven't even seen oh my bad any my bad my bad okay so fellow is. travelers is this show with matt balmer and this other um like sprightly looking white boy from 
Britain. And it's during the McCarthy era where we had the Red Scare and the Lavender oh, Scare. You actually sent me the trailer yes. to that. Yes. I watched all the episodes in my bed and I was in my friend Denzel was on the phone. And I was literally screaming. He was like, bitch, you're doing the most. Because it was so. Is Denzel the one that likes the Sousa content? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. That's my friend. I love Denzel. Nice. Shout out to Denzel. But we were watching um, Fellow Travelers, which is about this government agent, basically. He works um, in Congress, the Matt Bomber character. Mm -hmm. But it's during the Red Scare and the Lavender Scare. And they're hunting communists and they're hunting queers. I endorse one of those hunts unofficially. (laughs) Listen, why was he cruising? (laughs) He was cruising the block. He finds himself a little twink. And then they start this like really freaky, like steamy relationship. And the push and pull of it, I was just... So I, mean, I was literally like, ah! watching every episode. It was so juicy, unfortunately. And this isn't a spoiler, but like the Twinkie version like contracts AIDS or contracts HIV, which then turns into AIDS. It's during the AIDS crisis, so we had AIDS. And it's about their relationship moving forward because the older guy, the Matt Bomber character, is like living with a wife and kids and has like a fab life. And the other guy is living in D.C. and the other guy is like, in San Francisco being gay. Ooh. This reminds me of um, Harvey Milk. <laughs> you can just tell, like, my gay media pop culture references are not up to date. I'm just like... <laughs> Harvey Milk was around the same time. Shout yeah. out to him. Did he make a... Like, did did a character based on him make I'm a cameo? I'm sure he'll pop up. I'm sure if, like, it'll be a, a thing, a point of contention. They were mainly talking about McCarthy. Okay. He's like the main antagonist. Fuck him. Fuck that guy. <laughs> We're in a new McCarthy era. I keep trying to tell and people And you would have got caught up who? if not you, if not for deleting all your tweets. They'll never catch me. <laughs> they try to cancel me and I'm like, I'll say it again. Fuck you. When they tried to get, they tried to get me on transphobia allegations. When? This is, it's happened multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> okay, at that point- no, but it's always ops because, like I was saying, this happened. Oh, on I a- actually, I, I know a face is coming to mind. Yes, a few faces. <laughs> Listen, there was this individual named. You Ed- don't have to name him. Oh, I'll name it. Okay. And I don't even know who this person is. You know what I mean? We'll bleep the name. Okay. Tell me why this person was running around in Atlanta with their dirty lips, saying that I was. <laughs> practicing juju magic me personally i don't find that very funny because of the west african connection and i'm also just like bitch why are you speaking on me focus on your life and your things are they exactly they make terrible music hideous monster glass why do people do that and i really would love to know why is it that people of the diaspora who are doing similar endeavors as you make up lies about you. Like the people will literally go on line, not just you, but I'm saying. I was like, uh, what is going on? <laughs> people of the diaspora just... making up lies. Well, these words are not in the Bible, babe. I don't know. I mean, I in general, making up lies about other creative Africans. It's just very bizarre. It's like, I think they're the ones doing the juju. Like It is. Gossip is witchcraft. Okay. It is. And it's not just gossip. It's like smear campaigns mm-hmm. because they kind of know what to will say. really hit with and, certain communities. And so this person was DJing all the, the girls, Ariel Zatina, Chippy XO, all Bearcat, all the bitches I used to fuck with. Malik is transphobic. He said that I'm a scam artist and what he's really saying is that I'm not trans. Okay. <laughs> what? I'll be that. Wait, I want to know what he's really saying. That's so funny. That's a like high level projection, no, right? No, like there. that shit is crazy. <laughs> like, I was like, what are you talking about? And mind you, I would just keep going back like you're a scam artist. That has nothing to do with your transition. You're just a disgusting bitch. <laughs> I think <laughs> like, I really do think that there are certain people who have made their marginalization their entire deal mm. who think they're beyond reproach. You can't say any kind of critical thing about them. Age will be the final reproach. When people get tired of that bullshit and you're 50 and nobody wants to fuck Ooh, you. There's a certain 50-year-old. Uh-oh. Or sorry. Jesus. Cusping on 50. Oh, my God. 
Mask but we're not waking off. that up now. Mask off. <laughs> Six months later, we will wake that up. I feel you. Bad behavior is bad behavior, but I think that queer people do feel like they're beyond reproach because of whatever adjacencies to struggle that they have. Because most people don't. I'm like, you talk to your family. Mm-hmm. You eat five meals a day. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> five you eat meals five fucking a meals a day, day, bitch. Like, what are you talking about? I'm I'm struggling. <gasps> I'm a queer person in the struggle, and this month rent and da da da. I'm like, but you that DoorDash though. You eat five. You, you or- mentioned DoorDash earlier, and I just want to say, I was ordering DoorDash. I love DoorDash. I I don't use DoorDash or Uber Eats or anything, yeah, that's and it's fab. not just out of frugality. It's out of not wanting to be fat ever again. Amen. The Holocaust never again. Amen. Being fat never again. Gaza never again. Gaza never again. Amen. <laughs> Shout out to God. That was a powerful prayer. <laughs> Those little, like, what are they called? What is it called? Like, in the moment, spur of the moment prayers are the ones that actually, because it's just like, period. Go straight to God. I really believe that. Every time I'm, I say something like Delivered. a little mild prayer, I'm just like, oh, that actually came true, where I'm kind of half, like, joking. Then when I'm, when I'm like, God, please. Nothing works. (laughs) Were you this way when you were a kid? When I was a kid, all of my prayers were just wishes for things. I'd be like, God, please give me a video game. Uh, Like, I would do stuff like that. I grew up in an an abusive home. I'd be like, God, please save me from these people. Please. (laughs) I'd be like, please. Like. Please, <laughs> please, God. And now my prayers are really like more like here's a pr- prayer that I pray l- genuinely about once or twice a week. And then when good things happen, I just like say thanks again. But I say, God, please allow the people that want to support me to see me, allow me to be visible to those people, and allow me to be invisible to the people that want to harm me. That's like the one prayer that I genuinely say a few times a week. And it works. And that's probably like the only, I say my little like, you know, my ancestors' names and stuff like shout out to them, put out the coffee, put out the food. But like, is your culture the same where you know your whole patrilineal, like, I know a lot of them. You know the names? I know all. Can I do it? No. Don't, why would you tell them people all that? Safi, get it together. (laughs) Leave it out. I know all of it, all the way to like the 1800s. That's sickening. That's literally ancestor veneration. Yeah. I would never tell them people my relatives' I, names. Yeah, thank you. I didn't know not to tell them, but even I won't the now. even the algorithm, like I would never tell Apple my ancestors' names, so they could put them in a machine and have them work against me. <laughs> no, it's getting serious. It's getting spooky. I love my ancestors. Boots. I'm not as spiritual as you. Like I don't feel this like intense connection to my ancestors all the time but i do feel really connected to my mother's mom i don't feel connected it's more of a i feel a sense of obligation what's that bible verse obedience is better than sacrifice Mm. i'm just like i would rather shout out my aunt like shout out to y'all you know what i mean literally on on some like we're cool than be in those moments of like Please, you know, like come down and help me. And then it's like, (laughs) we haven't heard from you in like six months, Malik. Like, why would we? That's how I feel. And I would also like someone to just casually be like, yeah, fuck with Malik. Shout out Malik. Then to for it to just be on some like, oh, Malik was so fab back in the uh uh. I would like to be just like a regular part of conversation. Do you think your ancestors are homophobic to you? I don't think that dead people care about that stuff. Okay. I really don't. I think some do. And then that's getting real spooky. Like, I feel like people that are still tethered to the earth that haven't transcended still carry on some of their human traits. But I think that most dead people don't give a fuck about nothing. I think they're still very present. But I'm just like, if I was dead, would I care that my <laughs> great-granddaughter is lesbian? You know what? I'd be like, girl, what are you? I'd be like, what are you doing? But like... Get the strap. I'm not... <laughs> I would not be telling my great granddaughter <laughs> to get the strap. I'd be, I'm like watching over her at Spellman, and I'm just like, "What are you doing? Experimenting?" That's what, like, whoa. But I don't think I. That's like bizarre to me. If I was dead, I'd just be like, 
what is what are the what are Safi's descendants doing? I'd be like over there, like, oh, <laughs> that's what they're doing? Marrying Sicilians. Like, <laughs> just like what's actually going on? Oh. This is a cute little like chatty vibe. Oh, what are you drinking? A seltzer? Oh, the seltzer. Fab. What do you think about Tyla? I think she's so talented, and I think people are just so illiterate. Mm-hmm trying to make her black when they have different identity classifications in South Africa. And she's clearly like colored. She's like Indian, right? Yeah. It's just very And Irish. Yeah. I think. And you were talking about that. Mm -hmm. It seems like, like black people always want to claim to someone they deem very successful or uh, very attractive. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like that because. I saw someone make a post that basically said, like, when in Rome, do as the Romans do. One of my mutuals, Mecca, said that. I really fuck Mecca with her. Mecca Valley? Mm-hmm. I really fuck with her. But I was just like, in this, we are opposed because I'm just like, her Rome is South Africa. Mm-hmm. She's a South African import. Mm-hmm. She's not American. And over there, they say colored. You already know how I feel about South Africans. And I'm just like, the only reason that we're having this South African wave take over, I blame Doja Cat. Because I'm just like, <laughs> she's, you know, that. And then, like, now they're coming, making that sound in the Ampiano wave. I'm just like, it's just not. Even, even Doja Cat, she's claimed, but she doesn't claim it. As she should. Int. Period. Mm. But I'm just like, <laughs> this is a colored person. And, like, the way they do race over there is so different than here. Mm-hmm. Which goes to further show that this shit is made up it's a matrix she's not in the united states matrix of black is the end all be all she's in the south african matrix where it's like you're colored there is black in south africa she's not that and it would be fraudulent for her to claim that for clout in the united states when she's repping for a whole another country but if she grew up in the united states then she wouldn't be tyla that's true she'd be Nicki minaj Barely. Wait, because that's how you feel about Nikki too. You feel like Nikki's what do I Asian. Feel? You always say that. That's a joke, but I'm like, Nikki is not Black American. Nikki yeah. immigrated to the United States undocumented. She's an undocumented immigrant, and she has like Vietnamese and Indian in her she's heritage. She's Dugla. She's an Indian, mm-hmm. like from India. Yeah, vibes because they try to you know. But I'm just like, no, Nikki is Indian. Indian. You can see it in her face. Mm-hmm. She's phenotypically not a Black American. And not only is she, like, genetically Indian, but she's also Trini. So she's not American. Cardi's Trini, too. That's a lie. I thought Cardi's, like, part Trini, part... Cardi's Dominican. (laughs) She's Dominican and Trinidadian. Okay. When I'm in New York City, I'm Trinidadian. Jesus. (laughs) When I'm I'm, I'm... No, it's true. In New York City, you can be anything you want. Like people will be like, "You're Puerto Rican, you're Trinidadian, you're Dominican," and I'm like, "Yeah, thanks." When I'm, I'm in New that. York, when I'm in New York City, I'm a bottom. Period. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's the vibe. <laughs> That's the vibes. I don't. We've been talking a lot, like personally, about just like dating and like the culture of dating. Dating sucks. It's hard for you. I don't date. So it's just like I haven't had good like relationships since. I haven't had any relationships. I mean, same. Most of my relationships have been like really carnal and freaky with a little (laughs) bit of conversation interspersed. But I'm like the best place I was treated by men of color specifically was Miami. They treated me like Princess Diana, literally. When I moved to Atlanta, I would say I got about 80% of that treatment in Atlanta but I was also going through a lot in Atlanta. Was there for eight months and dipped. New York, that's where my, like, I guess, like, love life completely fell off. New York City's not a good place to date. I, I would rank s- it below every major city. Below LA? Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're weirdos. And I feel like the men in New York are not men. They're failed men. And I was <laughs> telling you that about, like, eat, like coastal cities the type of men that live in them that are not like husbands, fathers, like, you know, career, like that are not doing that role are all very spooky. Can't mess with it. Legitibacquas. <laughs> it's very dangerous. Legitibacquas. 
they get into they get interested in that poly nonsense. It's very oh, scary. Poly. Did you see that TikTok? That was just you like, sent it to me. Uh, yeah, the yeah. person is like, I, I took Wellbutrin. I'm not poly anymore. I have a bed frame. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Um. Yeah, dating is hard. I recently went on a date with a reality person, a reality show. How was person. that? It was boring. He was boring. I told you. He he wasn't a star. He's not a reality star. He's not a star. <laughs> no. Somebody lied. Babe. <laughs> Say that again. I said he's not a star. Somebody lied. Yeah. He was very boring. Very. He had nothing to say. Um, African-American. You say that like it's a pejorative. No, I don't. Yes, you do. I don't say it like that. I'm thinking about it's the Richard Mary commentary when you were like, these portly producers who produce for this African-American Artists. question mark, question mark, question mark. Yeah. The question mark was like, a lot of these producers are not black, but they're making really black music. It's a question mark for me. I'm not mad. I'm just like, let's point it out. Where are the niggas? Richard Mary, where are the <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow. Anyway. Um, yeah, dating is hard. Dating is very hard. I don't know how much I want to like reveal. Don't reveal. Let's keep um, it very general. Would you? Yeah. Would you? Because you know I'm on my divester vibe. You're divesting from black people. Hey, Amen. <laughs> I sure the fuck am. Not specific. Not black people. Black men. You're like the opposite of the Eidos movement. <laughs> yeah, but the Eidos movement isn't for me. No, it's not, and it's not for me. Either. Yeah. So why did you? What's going on? <laughs> I know. But I'm saying, like, the way they go so hard, Yeah, you go so hard in the opposite I just direction. feel like it's not, first of all, it's not just me. Second of all, why, why, would, I, why would I knowingly waste my time? I feel like I, my programming was corrupted when I lived in Atlanta and by the queers because they were just like, oh, you know, Wakanda forever. And I was just like, I don't really, that's not really my vibe. But I respect y'all. And then I felt like my identity was fraudulent because I was not exclusively black on some real shit. Like, I was like, let me be exclusively black. Fuck yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's about us. I I, don't believe in black love. I love, whoa. I I don't. I think it, I believe in it in different environments. I believe in my parents' black love. But it's, is it black love? If they're Somali immigrants? No. No. (laughs) Wake it up. Wake it up. I saw someone on Twitter today say, oh, this girl didn't like black love because she was against a post. I went and looked at the post. It was a man in jail <laughs> and this girl that met him through like uh, through JPay or whatever. And she was like FaceTiming him. And I was like, is this the best we can do? <laughs> I'm not opposed. Listen, I feel like I would actually find love from a, a guy in jail. That's what's so tragic about it is I'm like, I feel like I would really connect with like, any of any of these type the finger the finger folding type guys mm-hmm. any incarcerated gang member i feel like i would have a better chance of developing a stable long lasting relationship with than any of these like marketing uh entrepreneur type individuals out right now and they want to get fucked in the ass and i'm not doing that you want anal sex and you want to get pegged by women which i'm not knocking that but why are you coming to me for that that's what you want. And you want to do orgies in the gym. Okay. Okay. Um, you want to do orgies in the gym. You're supposed to be working out. You want to you want to bust down. You want your hands occupied, jacking dick, mouth occupied. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. I didn't sign up for that as a young lady. No, because if you were in prison, you'd be... I'm never going to be in prison. <laughs> Let's chop that right there, sweetheart. I, I hate to manifest the wrong thing or anything but let's hate it then and move the fuck on okay i'll just say one word prislam (laughs) prislam prislam (laughs) yes prison islam your haram (laughs) boots no because like so everything's so tribal in prison. Yeah, as so it you go be. like if you're white, you're with the yes. you're with the KKK. Essentially. If you're a Latino, exactly, you're, you're with, with the, the rolling the, sixes or whatever. Exactly, Latin kings. If you're black, you're with the Bloods or the Crips in jail. Absolutely, Pyru. <laughs> Period. 
throwing up big bees. Chris I, Brown's statement. Chris Brown's took statement me was out, but was so accurate. It was it was tasteful for him because <laughs> I was just like, I don't want to hear about. Wait, geopo- let me pull it up. It's on your story, right? Yeah, I don't want to hear about geopolitics from Chris Brown. But let's stay on the subject okay. and end with Chris Brown. You can still look for it. The dating scene. We might as well be in prison, and I feel like when you limit yourself to one person, specific class, creed, gender race, whatever, you are eliminating your life potential. It's so much deeper than like... We took it down or it's gone now, but yeah. It must be 24 hours old. <laughs> you are limiting what you can achieve. But I'm like, you are severely limiting your action potential and your ability to evolve within a relationship. And I feel like that's what we see so many people do. There's nothing wrong with wanting to be in a relationship with someone that looks like you. I used to post this image. It's from white supremacist sites, but it's like <laughs> love. It's called, it says like, it's okay to love your race. And it, obviously it's use was not for everybody. Right. But I'm just like, my use of it is it's okay to love. It's okay to desire. If you were like, I really want to be with, with a Somali man, that's fine. If someone, if Ben was like, I really want to be with a Jewish woman, there's nothing wrong with that. That's not hateful. No, it's Me not. personally, I'd be like, I really would like to be in a relationship with these fine-ass Ghanaian men. I would. But it's like, I cannot limit myself to just that because the world don't work that way. And I might block my blessing for someone else. And that's why I fuck with the divesters. It's not fuck black people. It's just fuck these niggas, babe. Boots. They're not going I'm to I'm divesting get... from Amen. black men. Amen. It took a lot of negotiation, It's because right? you were talking to me all weekend. <laughs> Yeah, no, literally. Thanksgiving weekend was the turning point. Yeah. I'm over it. I'm just so over it. I feel like you don't get what you deserve. You're always settling until you find the right one, but the right one for you is probably in Germany right now or in London or in Iceland. Literally, I feel like it's literally that deranged like, "Oh, my partner is literally black, but they're somewhere else waiting for me." I feel like my partner like my ideal partner is actually Somali. Um, Amen. And I Yala. know who he is. Mm-hmm. I know who he, I literally What's going know. On? What's going on? What's going on? <laughs> What's going on? I know who he is. He doesn't know who I am. Okay. He's beautiful and he's very successful. Okay. Um, and we're we're in the same tribe. I saw- I really truly mm. think like if you're Somali. And you don't marry your cousin, like your distant, distant cousin, something's weird about you. I don't know that life. I will <laughs> hold my comment. I feel we're like not cousins, but like he I understand. is in my tribe. So like Y'all are related. By marriage. Period. Yeah. That's fab. I don't think that exists for legitimate cause, like myself. My thing is I saw a post today that was like, Your desire desires you. And I was like, Vladimir Putin desires me. <laughs> <laughs> I what left- about Zelensky? Let's end the episode there. Episode three, we did it, babe. Yeah. We did. Ate it up. What have you been listening to? Oh, shit. Okay, let's actually end it on this note. I have been listening to this really fab song by this Cleveland artist. His name mm-hmm. is Doughboy. And it's called, like, Ain't On Nothing, I think. Okay. Hold on. Ooh, I love some Doughboy. He's so sexy. Ain't about nothing. Ain't about none by Doughboy. Ooh. Period. Hold on, I'm gonna play a little bit of it. What you want? Yeah, I love Doughboy. I love Cleveland artists. Doughboy is from Cleveland. Kid Cudi is from Cleveland. I like Kid Cudi to a point. And then this other guy, his name is um. Chapo. Chapo's from Cleveland. Mm. What about you? What have you been into? I've been listening to this artist named Sinova. Um, they make okay, I'll show you an example. Oh. They're really good. I like them. You know the reel that I posted of us? Yeah. That was their Zoe 101 remix uh of the ooh, ooh, ooh. I love that it's song, a good song so much. Yeah, yeah, you. <laughs> what happened to her face, though? Because she was cute. She was such a cute girl. That's and she got ugly. 
guy. We killed it. We did. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.